Yo, what's the word? Nah, society, family, welcome back to another week. Last Monday in August, last Monday of the official summertime. Thank you for tuning in, man, to another week in the Nas Society, man. Welcome. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It's been a crazy weekend, of course. A lot of news, man. We got to touch into some topics, man. We're going to also do our part two of the double standard effect, man. But definitely just tune in, get you something to drink. Let's get it in, man. Once again, man, thank you guys for tuning in. We made it another week. Monday nights here in the Nine Society, man. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope everybody had a good day. Monday is always tough. Trust me, I know. Coming off a weekend, man, it's, it's dreadful. But we made it. We made it to another night, man. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in and supporting. And you know, all your feedback, your emails, your texts, your calls. Uh, people that's hit the website that's uh, been buying apparel. <laughs> Speaking of that, might as well start off the show with my. So, if you follow me on social media platforms, you see that uh, last week uh, I posted a new shirt. You know um, that has people buzzing a little bit, but I felt like it was needed. You know to kind of like break the mold of the stereotype of um, the physical stereotype, right? If you haven't heard the topic of the physical stereotype, check in to week one, all right? I'm sorry, week two. Week two is a physical stereotype topic, right? So the shirt titles, men with beards and tats don't cheat, right? That's the name of the shirt. If you haven't looked at it, check it out on www.nonsociety.com. Once again, the shirt is pretty broad uh but it's a nice shirt man and i got a lot of feedback from it i got a lot of of course women had to, what they had to say about it but um you know let's just face it you know the world especially society that we live in automatically labels men puts men in a box stereotypes of man that has beers or tats right uh, as being this uh, this player or this man is gigolo or this man who's just totally unfaithful in relationships and marriages or whatever. Um, and I just don't think it's fair, you know what I mean? Because, you know, if we're going on a notion that you can't judge a book by its cover, then you shouldn't do that. You know, um, I don't know any men with beards that cheat, you know, uh, I'm a man with a beard and tats. I don't cheat, you know, <laughs> I feel like, Everybody puts you in a box, no matter what, just by, um, based on how you look, you know? So, I mean, you know, I got a lot of flack from it. I got a, a lot of good reviews, a lot of some bad reviews from women, of course. Um, but it's been selling. It's been selling really good. So thank you guys for supporting. Like I said, my shirts are always catered towards not being labeled, not being judged, not being stereotyped, not being put in a box because of how you look or what you've done in the past, right? That's what the non-society is about. It's about embracing who you are, no matter what the world views you as, no matter who judges you, judges you or anything like that. It's about just overcoming. And I feel like the shirt, men with beards and tats, is the whole movement. There's a lot of brothers that hit me up that said, man, thank you, brother. Let me get a shirt. You know, there's a lot of men that feel this pain that I feel. You know, we're sick of being labeled. 
<laughs> uh, then, of course, if it is a man out there that, with a beard attached that does cheat, I encourage you to get your shirt, brother, because when you put it on, it's going to change your life. <laughs> so be sure you check out the website, man, www.nonsociety.com. Check out all our apparel on that, man. We got a lot of good shirts, a lot of good content. Uh, but once again, thank you for everybody that's, that's uh, been on the website or that's ordered shirts via me or my assistant or anything like that. Um, you know, um, it's been really good. And I feel like it's going to just continue to grow and get bigger. Um, so what we're doing right now is... All right, sorry, I had a bit of a disconnect there. But like I was saying, thank you everybody that's ordered the shirts. Uh, but it's a lot of good material that's coming up, man. A lot of good things are coming up with the society. We're doing a lot of events coming up in the city of Chicago. We're going to start doing some um, traveling events coming up soon. So Nas is going to travel not only just in Chicago, but different states around the world. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the updates. Be sure you hit that subscribe button. Be sure you hit that subscribe button if you're listening in via Apple Podcasts, Anchor, any uh, podcast platform that you're listening to. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Nas Society, Instagram at The Nas Society, and on Facebook at The Nas Society. You can also follow me on any of these social media, uh, social media platforms, uh, and we'll, you know, listen us a message, and we'll get back to you. You know, I think all, everybody that's been hitting us up, got a lot of good poll questions for people, a lot of good request questions from people. We're going to get to that, too. Um, well, yeah, definitely want to touch on the topic about this shirt, because the shirt was getting pretty controversial, but it's been doing really good uh, as far as sales, and it's bringing awareness. So if you buy a shirt, welcome to the society. Be sure you post and tag the Nas Society on Instagram, and uh, we're going to give you a shout-out on there and everything. So that's that. Okay, so unfortunately, this is the part of the show where we just give some um, updates and stuff that's been happening, and I will be, oh, my God. It hurts to start off the show with something like some news like this. But over the weekend, um, we lost uh, a brother that was very, very, very influential uh, amongst the black community. Um, And I feel like it brought awareness to a lot of different things, but it showed the strength of what one man could do. Uh, in the midst of his trials, as far as bringing awareness to black unity and what it takes to overcome certain things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, of course, I'm talking about Chad. Chadwick Boswick, the brother who played in the Black Panther, the one who led pretty much a nation uh, for someone who kids, young black kids looked up to as our black hero, you know. Um, he was 43 years old, man. He was really young. He was battling with colon cancer for four years. Um, but he fought, he lost his battle on Saturday and my thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Um, his brother was a really, really good brother, man. Uh, as far as just the things that he stood for, what he represented. Um, and I want to give a shout out to his circle, man, his family, his friends, because the media didn't even know about his condition that he had cancer. So um, it takes a big circle to be able to keep that in for four years. 
And I applaud his family. Like I said, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family, but I applaud them for being able to stick with them and hold that secret. Um, because even though he was sick, his brother was still making quality movies, man. I'm talking about quality, quality movies. Uh, Black Panther, um, um, Avengers Affinity War, Avengers Endgame, uh, 21 Bridges, uh, The Five Bloods. Like he just kept making movie after movie after movie during the midst of him battling cancer. Actually in 2018, he was visiting children in St. Jude Hospital that was dealing with cancer, you know? So was going through all of this stuff internally while trying to help other people that was that was fighting cancer, while I was still making movies, they were still uh, breaking barriers, was still being a leader, was going back to Howard University where he went to, 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 to speak to the graduates. You know, I just commend this brother for everything that he's done and what he stood for. It definitely hurt, man. This year, I'll say this, man, I was telling a friend of mine, 2020 has been one of these years that you have no choice but to remember it because of everything that happened. And it started off uh, with Kobe Bryant dying in January. You know, that was the trend, that was the tone setter for how this year was going to go. Um, then it just kept going on and on, you know, the coronavirus and just different things, you know, that, that kind of hit us really hard. A lot of deaths. Uh, I mean, this year has been one of those traumatic years. And of course, um, we want to get out of it to, to see brighter days, but we just got to just stay thankful that um, we're still here because it's like I said, it's a lot of people that's not. And I really, my thoughts and prayers go out to this family. Uh, strong black man, man. And uh, we need more of that. Still very young. Um, the nation is rocked by the news. And um, it just goes to show you that you, life isn't, it is a promise tomorrow, man. Uh, always check on your people. Make sure they're good. Um, colon cancer, cancer in general, is just something that's so common, you know, um, and people deal with it uh, internally with their family or friends or other people that deal with it publicly, you know, um, but it's something that we need to pay attention to. And also we need to get checked, man. One thing black people don't do is we don't, we're scared to go to the doctor. We're scared to, to give bad news, you know, and I really just want us to do better with that, man, because we need to get checked and see what's going on with ourselves, man. Even if even if it's just, you know, just a normal checkup because life is too short, you know what I'm saying? So let's do better with that, man. But um, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Also over the weekend, I mean, it was just a lot of deaths, man. It, it felt like this was a weekend of, of mourn, you know what I'm saying? Um, Brother Cliff Robertson uh, played in the NBA for a long time. Uh, old school vet. He did, he died from leukemia. Uh, leukemia. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Cancer. But um, uh, another brother died from cancer. You know. Um, and I feel like uh, it's something that, like I said, it's something that we bring awareness to. He was 53 years old. Um, he played for I mean a couple of different teams. Played for the Blazers. Played for the Suns, the Pistons, the Warriors, and the Nets. Um, but he started his career off with the Blazers in '89 to about '97, '98. But um, real prevalent in the black community, you know, real respected. They called him Uncle Cliff, you know. Um, I think he finished his career probably in like 20, like 2007 maybe with the Nets. But he got his fame from when he first got in the league with the, the Clippers. So, I mean, I'm sorry with the uh, Trailblazers. So that was a brother that passed away. Rest in peace to him and his family. I mean, my prayers go out to his family. 
Um, also, John Thompson, Hall of Fame coach, died yesterday. Um, or today, I believe, one of these days. But another black man, he was 78. Uh, I think the cause of death is kind of unknown right now. Um, but he was um, most notably known for his relationship with Alvin Iverson. You know, um, I mean, that's just a couple of famous people that we know that passed. But there's a lot of people that passed away, man, that nobody knows. The person next door, you know, that isn't famous, that doesn't have a lot of money, but they lost their life to maybe cancer or to gun violence, anything like that. You know, my thoughts and prayers go out to them. You know, one thing that I want to preach more is to be more attentive to the people in our own community because we can be living right next to someone, not even know their name, not even know what they do for a living, not even know anything, you know, and then look up, you see an ambulance come on our block and our neighbors just passed away, you know, uh, so we got to do better in our own community as far as just bringing awareness to, you know, life, because life isn't promise. And that's something I want to kind of change a little bit. And I want to be more active in the community with people and just, you know, checking on your people, man. And and even, even if they're not your people, one of the things I've always said was, you know, the homeless people that's in the world, um, who do they lean on? You know, I know we as African-American people, we have a mindset that we're as, as long as my family good, as long as my wife good, my kids good, my people's good, that's all that matters, which is good. I, I get that. But what about the people that are sleeping on the bridges, that are sleeping on trains, that are sleeping on park benches? You know, who's going to care for them? You know, we got to get to a point where we have a mindset of helping everybody. Our family is important, of course, but what about those people that don't know where their next meal going to come from? You know, or I mean, it, it has to be bigger than it has to be bigger than just our family. You know, and uh, I mean, you get to that point. It, it, you know, it doesn't come overnight, but that's why I want to preach is just helping everybody. Um, so, my, you know, like I said, man, my prayers go out to those people. I lost my grandparents to cancer. Uh, my grandfather had uterus cancer. I mean, my grandfather had uh, prostate cancer, I'm sorry. And my grandmother had uterus cancer. Uh, so I know that feeling, and I was extremely close with both of them, and it hurt, my, it hurt me to the core. So I just want us to get better with that, be more aware of what cancer is, the different forms of cancer, um, and just checking on our people, man, daily. Not only our people, but checking on the people that don't nobody care about really like that, what society doesn't really care about. You know, um, so doing a better job with that. So also, I definitely want to touch on a couple of points with, uh, of course, I'm in Chicago and Chicago has been kind of on fire this weekend as far as uh, violence, as far as shootings and robberies. And it, I don't know what it's been. I mean, you look at the the, the rate every weekend of, deaths and shootings and, and just violence around the city. And it's always kind of high, but this weekend has been uh, particularly high, you know, um, there's a breakfast restaurant called Loom's on 116th of Western that I've been to a couple times. I love their food. Actually, I was just there recently, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, and they have like outside dining and inside dining. The outside dining is kind of more of like a tent, but they still allow people to come in too. But it's, of course, it's kind of, you have to be distanced from other people, right? So over the weekend, there was a random shooting, like a drive-by shooting, where 
one person was actually killed and five people was wounded. People just sitting outside eating breakfast, you know, um, and just like that, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like a random act of violence that's just totally unwarranted. Someone lost their life. Uh, and you hear, you hate to hear that, man, because at what point does it end? You know, I know I talked about on the first sec on the first episode that gun violence is so prevalent in our community. What can we do to change it? But it's something that's ongoing that we can talk about every episode, every day. Um, and then it's just disheartening. You don't want to keep hearing about it. I don't want to keep hearing about it, uh, but it's just sad. Also, I mean, with that issue it was a person that was killed, 35, 34 years old, a young man was killed uh, randomly early in the morning. Two, two men walked up, shot him dead, shot him multiple times. Actually, when they shot him, um, a young woman was shot in the foot, just being in the, in the vicinity. You know, this is on the south side of Chicago. Also on the west side of Chicago, two officers doing a routine traffic stop, you know, stopped the guy. Witnessed that he had a gun in the car, told him to get out the car. He didn't want to get out the car. So they broke the car window to try to get him out. He opened fire, shot both of the cops. Now, they didn't die, you know, which is good. Um, you know, they had to be rushed to the hospital. But it just shows you that the gun violence, man, uh, I wish we could do something about this. I wish we could do something where we could uh, make it a law. I don't even know if I want to say law because people don't really pay attention to laws now. Uh, but it's just gotten really bad, man. I just the only thing you can do is really pray about it, right? Um it could be any one of us, man, me, you listening, the person next to you, whatever. I mean, we really have to be careful and then we have to be safe in these streets, man, because these streets is just unforgiving. And the people that's holding these guns, whether it be 14 to 40, they really don't care about who they hit. And it's unfortunate because there's people out here that have guns that's strictly trying to just protect their family, only keep their gun in their closet in their home in case somebody break in or something like that. Um, so it's unfair for those people, but you just hate to hear about these, these deaths and everything and people getting shot and killed. Um, I don't like it, man. I don't really like it at all. So my thoughts and prayers go out to them. We got to do better as a, as a, as a nation, because it's not just having this city of Chicago. It's everywhere. Every state, you know, it's Memphis, it's New York, it's Atlanta, it's, uh, Alabama. I mean, it's everywhere in the nation. There's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of people getting killed. A lot of people getting robbed, and uh, we're just such. We're we're really in a sensitive mindset right now, as far as African American people, um, with the you know the Breonna Taylor incident and George Floyd, and I mean even just the recent one. Like we're we're, we're just so ready to just pop off at anything. Uh, we got to have a different mindset, man, because two negatives never equals a positive. I mean, I know it feels like it's right to do, um, but we can't keep reacting to, to, to violence with retaliating with violence. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have sons, man. And, you know, I just, I wish them, I wish they had a, a, a better life than I had growing up, even right now. And them witnessing what's going on, I want them to be aware of what's going on. And uh, we just got to do better, man. We got to do better. So those are just a couple of the topics we, don't talk, we touched on. Um, just some of the updates over the 
the weekend, of course, rest in peace, man, to everybody that's passed, famous or not. Um, life is just too short, man. Please check on your people. Please go to the doctor. Please get yourself checked. Uh, and black people, we got to stop being afraid to tell our people we love them, man. You know, that word scares us off to the point where, and I get it, we, you know, we have such a strong demeanor where we have to hold ourselves to a certain, you know, standard, but call your auntie and say, hey, auntie, I just wanted to call and tell you, I love you. That's it. What's up, cuz? I ain't talked to you in a minute, man. Love you. You good? We got to get back to that. You see what I'm saying? And um, I feel like it's it's easy to do, but we make it hard to do. Because when our loved ones passed away, we feel so bad that, yeah, we don't talk to them like that, but we love them. You see what I'm saying? We genuinely love them, but we don't talk to them and, and tell them that. So we got to get back to that, man. You know, because black unity, black love. Uh, I just wish we just understood how strong that is when we come together and we embrace that. So let's do better with that, man. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep because we got to get into the part two of last week, the double standard effects. So we're going to take a quick break and get right back into it. But black love, man, let's get together. Let's check on our people. You know, let's let's go to the doctor. Let's get ourselves checked out. You know, let's stop being afraid of the doctor. We're really afraid of going to the doctor, man, especially black men. Um, so we got to do better, man. Please let's do better. All right. You want to take a break? I'm going to be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back, guys. Okay, so we're going to get back into the series. We're doing the last couple of weeks. We're starting this double standard effect. Uh, last week was part one. Um, you know, just a piggyback off part one, man. Part one was basically about the double standard about men and women as far as the label of being a hoe if you sleep with a lot of people or if you, or, or if you have slept with a lot of people. Right. Because I feel like society deems a woman a hoe if she sleeps with a lot of men or if she or if she slept with a lot of men, she's deemed a hoe. But what about men? What do you call a man that sleeps with a lot of women or have slept with a lot of women? Can you really call him a hoe? I mean, that was really the topic of last week. That was the part one of it. Of course, our listeners called in and said, you know, certain things about. Yeah, he's still a hoe, or no, he's not a hoe, or just the terminology of it. Uh, I feel like, you know, we should have a different term for it. You know, I really don't feel like a woman could be a hoe. I feel like there needs to be a different uh, verbiage we have to use for it. And then also we brought a point about, you know, we don't know what people have been through, right? People have dealt with a lot of uh, sexual abuse. Some people use sex as an outlet, as an addiction, you know. Um, some people were just young and was trying to have fun. So... People really don't really, you know, remember or kind of actually count the number of people they've been with. Some do. Um, but, you know, everybody's different. Right. So the main topic was the main point was about me not being judged about who you've been with, how many people you've been with, you know, because our society is so judgmental, so judgmental um, that they're going to judge you anyway. And this is not fair because you don't know what people have been through. And your past doesn't have anything to do with your future. Well, it shouldn't anyway. Uh, so that was part one. You know, part two is a little different, right? Um, of course, the double standard effect is mainly about how society views one person doing it versus the other person doing it. 
woman versus man, black versus white, you know, that, that type of form. So the second part of uh, part two, which is we're going to talk about now, uh, the double standard effect is a little sensitive and another touchy topic, just like last week, but it's more of a, a hit home kind of topic, right? And it's about domestic violence. So before we get started, I want to just make my point clear on my stance here. Um, I don't think that anybody should put their hands on anybody. A man shouldn't put his hands on a woman. A woman should put her hands on a man. Uh, I just don't think dom domestic violence is cool in any way, no matter what. Right? And now I know you say, okay, what about certain circumstances or whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll just say that I feel like me, me personally, I feel like putting your hands on somebody opens the door for something. And that door is never leading good to anywhere good. It's always bad. Right. So part two of the double standard effect is we're going to talk about men and women, of course, but we're going to talk about the double standard effect about domestic violence, because if we're going to be honest, if a man hits a woman, then he's villainized, right? He's put into to a category that no man wants to be. And society puts you in that box as the villain, as the bad guy, you know? Just like last week we talked about with women, when women sleep with a lot of men or have slept with a lot of men, she's put into a bad category, right? So now, just like, this week we have men when a man hits a woman he's villainized he ain't shit he's you know etc 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 which may be the case you know like i said i don't i'm not an advocate of hitting anyone uh but the double standard effect is that when a woman hits a man it's never looked upon as bad as a woman as a man and a woman now you say okay well that's because men are stronger than women i feel like that is ridiculous ridiculous even though it's true that still doesn't give grounds for a woman you women this is what i'll say women please do if the man if a man doesn't put his hands on you if y'all arguing y'all got a disagreement okay don't put your hands if he doesn't hit you don't put your hands on him man you know i know women can get real riled up and emotional and ready to pop off and next thing you know, she felt like the dude ain't listening to her or whatever, and she just haul off and hit him. I feel like that's so bad on a lot of different ways. Because if a woman hits a man, it takes a real strong man to just walk away from that. Now, of course, walking away is the right thing to do, but men are real prideful. We're alpha males, you know? So it's hard to, to react in a manner where you have to do the right thing when someone hits you. So I'll say, just be mindful of that, you know, because you look at instances all the time where um, men hit women uh, or, or you look at celebrities, the Chris Browns or the Dr. Dre's or wh whoever you want to use have a history of, of domestic violence. Right. And they're, that's going to that stigma is going to follow them forever. It's going to follow them, whether they try to change their life around, whether they try to, you know, get rid of the past. And, you know, it's always going to follow them. Um, of course, now this is about trying to change your life around and not being judged about what you did in the past or what you, how you look or what you're doing in the present. Uh, but domestic violence is something that always follows men. And I guess you could say in a way, um, it is bad. You know, you're not supposed to hit women. Women, you're not supposed to hit men. 
but I don't feel like nothing's supposed to follow you if you're changing, you're trying to change your life around, right? We use an example. Um, um, Earl Thomas, right? Earl Thomas is NFL um, all-pro safety. Actually, he's looking for a job now. He's got released from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, hopefully the Bears pick him up. Maybe that's a little stretch. But uh, Earl Thomas was in, involved in an event with his wife, right? So if you don't, if you haven't heard the story, we're going to touch on it just a little bit. Um, Earl Thomas was uh, is married. Um, him and his wife got in an argument. He left the house, went up to his brother's house. Um, apparently his wife followed him to his brother's house. And when she walked into it, she broke into the brother's house, first of all. She broke in there. She called Earl and his brother. And they was having two, they was having sex with two other women, right? So um, I'm just going to say maybe she waited to Earl left and just maybe followed him or kind of tracked where he was going or something like that. I don't know the full story about that, how that went, but basically she knew where he was at and she went to where he was at and he was at his brother's house and basically caught him cheating. So she broke into the house and she held him. She put a gun. She attacked Earl. She attacked the brother. She attacked the women. And she put a gun. She held the gun to Earl's head. So uh, let's roll reverse that a bit. Now, if let's say Earl, you know, he caught his wife cheating. He broke into the dude's house or whatever, beat the dude up, beat the whatever, 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 beat the woman up, and then held a gun to his wife's head. Do you think that that would have followed him. Don't you, do you think that would have been in the storylines of something that's so, so big, like something that's so traumatic that would happen, you know, because it is, it's a bad thing to happen, right? You're never supposed to hold a gun to anybody's head, you know? So if he would have did that to her, it would have been a very bad thing, you know, not discrediting that at all. Um, but because she did it to him, it's not publicized as much as it is, as it should be. You know, it's a double standard effect. I feel like women, and nobody really wants to say this, women try men who they know won't do shit. I'll say that one more time. Women are more likely to try men, meaning they're more likely to push his button, put their finger in his face, muff him, punch him, slap him, if they they know that he's not the type to hit a woman. Now, I'll listen. Be careful, women, because you might deal with a man who you think would never put his hand on a woman, and he might be a nice guy, but you think you could try him, and he might pop off. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be aware of that. But that's the truth. That's the that's the true story that nobody wants to talk about. Women try men who know he ain't gonna do nothing. You got a nice man, uh, charming, sweet, kind. Y'all get into an argument. You know he a nice guy. You know he ain't gonna put his hands on you. Let's just say he ain't go, he ain't listen to you, or he do you, whatever. He just pissing you off. A woman's more likely to swing on him because she like, you know what? Fuck, he a nice guy. He ain't gonna put his hands on me. But she ain't gonna do that to Pookie Man from the corner because you know Pookie Man will go crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just the analogy. But women know who to try, you know. And I know that's not popular. That's not a popular thing to say, but it's something that has to be brought to the table because domestic violence is not cool. Do not put your hands on a man, man. Don't swing on a man. Don't scratch a man. Don't slap a man. 
men don't hit no woman. Don't I mean? Not, I feel like nothing's that important to put your hands on a person. You see what I'm saying? Maybe it's my mindset, but I'd rather just leave. If I feel like I'm getting so angry and so enraged that I I feel like I even might clench my fist, I'm just move around, you know. But I'll be honest. If I got if a woman punched me in my mouth, it will be really hard for me not to um, not say hit. I, I won't. I probably wouldn't hit her, but I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Maybe grab her and shake. I don't know. It, 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 it takes it takes something strong in a man to just walk away. And that's the right thing to do. Uh, but you have to be, oh, you gotta be smart, man, because we're human. As much as we portray to be as perfect as we can, we're human. Nobody wants to get hit. Nobody wants to be attacked by a woman. I feel like we just have to be aware of our surroundings and the people that we deal with, you know? Um, and we just gotta be smarter, man, because that one argument, that one slap can lead to so much destruction, you know? And um, it's just something that we got to do. Take, take a look, take a, a big look in the mirror, right? Because um, domestic violence happens every day, 20, 50, 100 times a day. And some cases are small, but there are some cases that's really big. There's sometimes there's women out here that's being really beat by their husbands, by their, their boyfriends, the child's father. And maybe they're afraid to tell their loved ones. Maybe they're afraid to tell their family or, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they're getting beat in front of their kids. I mean, this stuff is so prevalent in our community, especially African-Americans, that we got to bring awareness to it. And I encourage anybody that's out there that's getting physically abused by their spouse, tell somebody, don't sit there, you know, because I know that it's hard and you have a pride in you that don't want to reveal that to people, but your life matters. You know, woman, if you're getting beat, you have to tell somebody, you know, because it's going to be ongoing. We look at movies and we look at videos or society about how um, trendy and popular that is, right? Uh, but it's not cool, you know, hitting women is not cool. Uh, of course, when you're in a relationship or any type of dealings with any woman, you're going to have disagreements, but putting your hands on a woman is never okay. You know, because the truth of the matter is, man, we are stronger. We're stronger than women, you know, physically. Uh, and sometimes we use that and we take, we take that for granted and we try to intimidate them. And that's not cool, you know, but on the flip side, women, like I said, a lot of women know who they're dealing with. They know if they man ain't gonna ain't gonna do nothing, so they'll push his buttons even more, you know, or they let their anger get so enraged to the point where they're just popping off and they don't they they react first and then think about it later. We have to be smarter, man. You know, what do you think? I mean, do you feel like it's a double standard effect with domestic violence, men versus women? Of course, neither one is good. Hidden women is not good. Hidden men is not good. But do you think that women are viewed differently for hitting a man versus men hitting a woman? I really think it is. I feel like men are villainized to the point where it haunts you literally for the rest of your life if you hit a woman. Uh, Chris Brown played guilty, actually, if I'm not mistaken, in 2009, I want to say. 
pled guilty to domestic violence with Rihanna. You know, um, everybody know the story about that, but you know, it happened. And that stuff follows him for the rest of his life. You see what I'm saying? But if a woman smacks the hell out of a man, punches a man, whatever, uh, it may be trendy for a day or two, maybe a week, but it doesn't follow her. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't follow her for the rest of her life. And you can use that double standard effect just like the topic last week, part one. If a man sleep with 100 women, 200 women, 300 women, it's not going to follow him you know, for the rest of his life. People aren't going to look at him as a hoe for the rest of his life. But if a woman does it, oh, man, she... I mean, that's that's just a double standard effect. That's what we're talking about. That's the topic that we have. That's the series that we have, the double standard effect. What's right for one person isn't right for the other person. Men, women, black, white, uh, whatever. Um, it's stuff that has to bring some type of awareness to it, man. And uh, I feel like this is a platform, the non society is a, is a platform to bring awareness, but also educate on what we need to do to, to change it a bit. You see what I'm saying? Um, I'm thankful that I was, I was never in a situation where uh, a woman has attacked me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been in some situations where women's gotten pretty upset and, you know, uh, whatever, but never attack me. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm not saying that I would have, you know, retaliated and punched the back and nothing like that, but I'm just saying you never know who you're dealing with when women, you think, you know, you may think it's one way, but it's, it could be another one. So you have to be careful. And man, I, I understand that we're the dominant factor here. And sometimes we use our force as a, uh, kind of like a threatening thing, you know, um, but we have to understand that. And, and I'll tell you, even with the system, because <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, if a woman calls the police on a man because he smacked her and her lip is busted, the police will come over there immediately, arrest him immediately, ask no questions. They see the blood on her lip, he's going to jail. Cuffs on the hand, they probably going to rough him up some and just gonna throw in no questions asked they ask questions later and, and that's it but if a man called the police yo man y'all gotta come get her she just smacked me my lip bleeding my eye hurt everything 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 it's gonna be a different way that rolls man police ain't gonna really be as attentive or quick to come over there and even when they do come over there okay what happened what y'all arguing about Tell me the truth. You know, they, they're going to ask a lot of questions. They're not going to put her in no handcuffs immediately because they don't feel like she's a threat. See what I'm saying? They may separate the two, but they don't feel like she's as much as a threat as much as a man a man would be. So that's just a double standard effect that we're talking about, man. I mean, this is an issue that can go on and on and on. But domestic violence is something that happens in our community so often, too often. And we have to work on changing it, man, because if not, it's going to continue generations after generations after generations, and it's not fair, right? So tell me what you think, man. Do you really feel that domestic violence is a double standard effect with men hitting women versus women hitting men? Or you think they treat it different? Do you think society views them different? Tell me your thoughts, man. You know, how do you feel? We have a lot of people that's chiming in. I'm sorry I can't really get to you guys right now, but I'm always... Always checking messages. 
I always respond right back to you, as you know. And if you have show topics, if you have concerns and questions, I always get right back to you. Uh, so I, I love you guys, man. I don't know what I would do without you. My fan base is my team, and I love y'all. Thank you for being a part of the site. But this is a topic that is ongoing. This series is ongoing, you know. Um, but we have to bring awareness to it, man, because unfortunately our society is brainwashed with the notion that if you hit your spouse, if you if you hit your woman or whatever, that slaps some sense into them, that gets them straight, you know, or if you hit a man, you know, he respects you more or whatever the hell. Like it's just our society is, has like a, a brainwash mentality. And uh, I just don't like it, man. I just don't, I just personally don't like it. But tell me what you think. Hit me with some of your suggestions. All right. We're going to take another quick break. But I know there was a lot. Uh, but this is something we're going to always piggyback on. Last week's topic, we're going to talk about this week. Next week's topic, we're going to talk about this week. This series is going to be going going until I feel the need to kind of shut it down. But like I said, it's been going really good. All the feedback has been really dope. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions coming in now. I see now. Um, but we're going to take another quick break before we get up out of here. But think about that, man. What do you really feel about the double standard effect with domestic violence? Of course, it's not good. You know, of course, it's something that I feel like we as African-Americans need to be more woke with because the system views it as, oh, my God, like the system. If you get arrested, I'll just say this before we take a break. You get arrested for domestic violence, right? They're no longer charging it as a misdemeanor. It is rare. Sometimes they do. But those domestic violence cases, especially if it's on a woman, if a man hits a woman, hell, it don't even got to be a woman now. Domestic violence can be you arguing with your brother or, you know, anything. It, it doesn't even have to be. They, they, they made it so broad now. So it's not even just about relationships. It can be about family disputes. But my point is domestic violence cases are held to a high extreme now. So it's no longer just a slap on the wrist, you know, right, you know, don't do it again, whatever, whatever. No, they sending asses to jail. Like people are getting really, really like getting jail time for this. So we have to be aware of what the system is trying to do and what they've been trying to do for years, especially against the black man. So we got to be smarter, brothers. Please, let's be a little bit smarter there because that one argument that you have with her that you feel like you want to slap her can cost you the next five years, man. Uh, it is not no joke. It's, it's, it's really a hand to feel. So we got to be smarter. And women, please, when you're getting angry or you feel like he ain't listening to you or whatever, ah, just leave, man. Just Let's leave. Don't put your hands on that man. If he ain't hit you, don't put your hands on that man. That's all I got to say. Don't, don't swing on no man if he ain't hit you. Now, if he hits you, then you done it. You can hit him with the vacuum. Of all I can, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, that's a joke. But I'm saying, you know, Always defend yourself, but don't be the initiator of no physical altercation because of a disagreement that y'all have about a text message. You know what I'm saying? Simple stuff like that. And it happens so often. Uh, so once again, man, just tell me your thoughts on it. We're going to always piggyback on it. I might actually do another show on it before next week. 
because we're getting a lot of uh, responses right now, and I don't really have time to respond to all of them right now. But uh, I'm going to respond to them tomorrow, and I might even do another show this week to focus on this emphasis, man. But tell me your thoughts. We'll take a break. Get up out of here. Stay tuned. Good people of the non-society, man. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. Uh, just want to recap on some things, man. My hearts and prayers and thoughts go out to family of the loved ones that passed away this weekend, man. Shout out to everybody that made an influence in this world. Um, you know, of course, we're going to talk about the, the the impact, the impact and prevalence that Chadwick Boswick had on the African American community, man. Check on your people. Tell them you love them, man. We always say we wish we had more time with our loved ones. Let's just embrace that. Let's embrace just spending more time with our family. I know we're dealing with a pandemic, um, but, you know, it takes nothing just to call and reach out or just set up some type of dates with our family and friends. Go to the doctor. Check yourself out, man. Don't be afraid to see the doctor and just make sure you're okay, man. I think that's one of the things that we have to do better as as African-Americans, as people in general, of any race, man, we have to do better just making sure that we're okay because, um, you know, these the cancers and all these illnesses and everything, man, they creep up on us and then one hear you here and the next day you're not, man. So we always say we have more, wish we had more time with our loved ones and our family and our friends, man, but let's embrace each other. Let's love each other. Let's tell each other that we love each other, man. Let's stop being afraid of that love word, you know, uh, let's stop being afraid of rejection. So definitely want to give out my thoughts and prayers to the families and everyone that's lost someone over the weekend or this whole year, man. You know, this whole year has been real traumatic as far as deaths with Nipsey Hussle and Kobe and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on, man. People that's been victimized by white police officers, you know, the protest that's going on. Um, Nas was heavily deep in Washington, D.C. as they did a march in D.C. over the weekend. Uh, so shout out to everybody that went down there and represented their Nas gear. It's uh, much appreciated, man. We got to make a stand. We got to stand for something, you know, and all the killings that's going on around the world. Not only just Chicago, but all around the world, man. Let's do better and bring an awareness to getting some of these guns off the streets, man, and out of the hands of the people that's just trying to destroy and not build up, you know. And then, of course, it's part two of the topic about domestic violence, man. Domestic violence is never cool. It's never okay, man. But we have to break that double standard that women can hit men and men um, um, are uh, villainized for hitting women. Of course, hitting a woman is not a good thing. Of course, hitting a man is not a good thing. We have to just focus on not using our physical anger to handle resolutions, man, because that's something that's common amongst, especially amongst urban neighborhoods around the world, man. So the moral of the story is, man, don't put your hands on nobody because society always views it as different if a woman hits a man versus a man hits a woman. And that's not how it should be, man. Nobody's cheating anybody, all right? Okay, so tune in for next week, man. We're gonna have a part three. Uh, gonna be another one of those good ones, man. I hope you guys have a good week. Have a safe week. Uh, be safe, man. Wherever you are, wherever you listen to that, wherever you are around the world, be safe. Tell your family you love them. Go to the doctor. Get yourself checked out, man. Uh, we're going into September now. This is the last official day of August. So let's have a better week, man. You know, let's have a better week. Let's be smarter, man. Let's be smarter. You know, a lot of decisions that we make, we can avoid if we just take this time to 
be a little bit more smarter. That's all. So, with that, until the next episode, Nas. Nice.